I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. I got that nerd rage. Happy New Year, everyone! Bill, it's a brand new year. Brand new look, brand new you, brand new show. We're back, we're bad. I'm black, you're mad. Yes. This is Nerd Herd, it's rebooted. Our podcast where once a month, it's that time of the month where we go over everything nerd and geek culture like. At least and for two or three. Uh, that's Lethal Weapon 2. Okay. Yeah. Of course, we had to, to, to address that fact in the middle of my introduction. You're goddamn so. right, I did. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you're not sorry. Since uh, you wanted to go first, uh, I'm joined, uh, like I am every month, uh, by Dan Calachico. But more importantly, um, we have uh, the greatest husband and wife combination in podcast history. She is the upcoming authoress of the soon-to-be best-selling book, Tell me who I'm supposed to be. Uh, she is a mom who writes and has nothing, has no idea what's going on in the present because she's so consumed with writing about her past. Uh, she puts three X's in her name and makes them all so naughty and so nice at the same time. Miss Foxy Foxy! I love you so much. <laughs> oh, I know you don't love me as much as I love you. And to her left, uh, the her better half, uh, the illiterate dynamite Deadpool Dojo Dragon Dad Damian Vargas. Oi oi. So good to see you. And of course Dan Calachico. So um we were uh discussing before we uh Fuck you. with <laughs> <laughs> right. 
We weren't discussing fucking me before no. that whole well, podcast. Only behind your back. Yes. Well, that's how I like it. Hey! hey! I'm gonna plug a week. You know what? I'm plugging my drums in for the next show so I can do the live rib shot. Drive the way and he said, "Loves rims." What? Yes, I know. We're I getting them. This is a whole, this is a whole different show now. We're getting them all in, folks. All of them in. Okay, you uh, have the whole hit. fucking fist. Yes, the whole thing. We're going balls deep on this podcast, folks. Um, what we uh are going to uh talk about on this particular episode? You know, we talk about all things nerdum and geekdom, and thank God I dressed up for this episode because we're going to discuss uh Marvels uh first effort on Disney Plus in the year of our Lord 2021. Uh, we've had the premiere of the first three episodes of WandaVision. Now, um, this is something for many thirsty Marvel fans because last year, in the year of our hell, 2020, marked the first year that there was no Marvel movie in 12 years. So, obviously, fans like myself um, and the creator, of course, uh, we were left high and dry and uh, without any type of Marvel assistance to help us through uh, this terrible long year. And when WandaVision debuted uh, this month, uh, fans were excited, but then almost instantaneously let down because in the first three episodes, and we're establishing uh, WandaVision has made no secret of their um, their uh, grabbing of uh, time-honored TV shows uh Bewitched, Ozzy and Harriet, the Brady Bunch, for going through the decades, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, all the way up to today. But I was, I was met with so much derision that people saying, it's boring. Oh, nothing's happening. You know, why don't they do this and why don't they do that? And, even, and to the point that Kevin Foggy, the man himself, the the father of the of the current Marvel universe of, of the MCU the Marvel Cinematic Universe had to tell folks wait all the good stuff is coming and I cannot believe that even when I have to even Kevin Foggy have to say and even when I tell fellow fellow Marvel fans hey guys you remember 2008 when Iron Man came out and with 2019 when Infinity War came out we got a Marvel movie at least once a year, every year in between that. I didn't hear anywhere near the level of bitching and whining over having to wait a year or two for a Marvel movie than I did waiting a week to get a new WandaVision episode. We're in an instant, gratific- instant gratification uh, era. And binge watching and all that. Yep. Craig, what have I been saying on the wrestling podcast every goddamn week? The exact same thing I just said. Yeah, that we all just said. It, we, yeah. Remember when story H- Hogan and Macho Man took a fucking year? Yes. A to year. To this day, it's one of the greatest storylines ever because it was a year-long process. It uh, was so good. Sting and Hogan was, we don't want to talk about the end, but Sting and Hogan was 17 goddamn months these people wouldn't understand what it would be like to wait for a The one example I always like bringing up with Kelly is uh, – Star- I know because you've never seen it, Craig. Uh, Star Trek, The uh, Next Generation, The Best of Both Worlds, Part 1. Is that the one? Where at the end of the episode, at the end of the goddamn season, you're not getting Part 2 for another year. Picard is a goddamn Borg. That's it. End of story. The world just blew up. 
and you have to wait. Can you imagine if they tried to tell, which is an amazing story. I know. But because Kelly, remember watching it live going, what the fuck? What the fuck? And is, can you imagine some, trying to make people wait a year now to find out, uh, is he, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> wait. It might, it's mind. Go ahead, Craig. I was, you're, you were giving wrestling examples. Uh, ECW, Sabu versus Taz. They did that, not touch each other. They didn't touch each other for an entire oh year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Two so years, we, right? Two years. They were never even in the same ring together oh at the same God. time. Every, and it was only once a week on a Saturday. WWE, three fucking nights a week. Calm the fuck down, smoke some weed, and enjoy the show. This is all Netflix's fault. Yeah, and she predicted this when Netflix I first started. I predicted this when Netflix first started their own original series and was releasing them all at once. I mm-hmm. said it. Because having – and it's not even a matter of – whether or not it's just a regular series. If you're putting out something that's highly anticipated, like, for example, Cobra Kai, Kai. do not release the entire season. You want to make something like like the first season of something binge-watchable so people can get into it and anticipate the next season, by all means, go right ahead. But when shit becomes in demand and anticipated – it, no. I mean, how many people posted on Facebook, I just finished watching the entire thing of Cobra Kai season. Now what do I do with my life? Within that 12 was like, hours. What do I do with my life? Within 12 hours. Get a hobby. Read a book. Yeah, well, I got I got raked over the coals for, uh, for Cobra Kai because all I posted was the best thing I've seen in 2021 was Elizabeth Shue. That's all oh I posted. Oh, my God. And uh, I dude, so much that comment was one of the dumbest replies to your posts I've ever seen, other than the people that out themselves as racist to you when they're surprised <laughs> that you're a black man. Um, <laughs> it's like, don't spoil anything. I'm like, he didn't spoil. Oh, my God. Like, nobody knew she was coming. Oh, right. my God. And I, did, and I did eat there with Cobra Kai wasn't in the status update. I could have been watching The Boys, for all they know. All I just said was Elizabeth Shue was the best thing I've seen in 2021. And I got Nick Murphy jumped on me. Friends I had for 20 years jumped on me. Like, I haven't seen it yet, but I And it was hardly. You could have been watch, re-watching Cocktail. Exactly. But, hey. But you're right, Fox. I agree completely that Netflix ruined it for, for everyone else. But And if you are a fan of someone who can't wait, then do what I used to do with shows that were, were coming out once a week. Wait till they're all out and then binge watch. If yeah. you can wait another five weeks till WandaVision is done and then go right through it because you don't feel like waiting, have at it. Uh, that's my only suggestion to, to people that can't wait. And I can't believe I'm saying this to Marvel fans because you're used to waiting. Again, yeah. 22 movies in 12 years, you know, there's a little gap in between some of them. Okay, but so you can wait a week. But it's uh, also a matter of, it's like, is instant gratification, like, Gratification? Really is it gratification? Instant gratification. Is it? Yeah. Honestly, because the anticipation and excitement of something is what makes you want to watch. And it's like, if you're just watching through and through, are you truly processing it? Are you truly enjoying it? Are you truly watching it? And or are you this, just... Like, if, yeah, with the, with the WandaVision episodes, though, Fox... Uh, because we're so instantly gratified with anything Marvel, 
and the first three episodes, you're seeing little tiny Easter eggs that you have to look for. And the people that are upset with it are don't like the episode because it's boring or because nothing's happening because you there's epic battles and yeah. you know what? what? It was Game of Thrones all over again. Yeah, and the fucking hysterical part. I literally like cheap plug yet not cheap plug because that's not what I'm going with with this. But in my late in my last weekly update regarding my book, I stated the same thing. How I was currently writing chapter ten and I felt like it was. A game, the first season of Game of Thrones, where it's like, oh my god, this is boring. Oh, and the thing, it's not boring. It was just, this is the meat and potatoes. I'm laying a foundation here for everything that's coming, and it's like, I'm reading it back. I'm like, this is fucking boring. But it's mm-hmm. not that it's boring. It's just not everything is in your face. You know, not everything yeah. is going to be outright right then and there. Things happen because other things happen, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of people expect out of, like, early episodes of TV shows. You can't start with the meat and potatoes. You need to yeah. know why it's happening. There's exposition. There's motive. And but, that's, ex- that's exactly what Kevin Feige said to all the fans that for some reason were up in arms. Now that they have a keyboard, they can express their uh, frustration on the Internet post-haste. Uh he had to say, wait, guys, um, there's a reason why this is, uh, we're doing it like this. And it just takes place right after Endgame. And, of course, everyone in Endgame was way up here, but WandaVision is not like that. And it was very clearly laid out to anyone who was going to watch WandaVision what the format was going to be uh, as far as the uh, taking, uh, paying homage to the TV shows. And there's stuff, to, there's Easter eggs in each of them, but when this is all over, um, obviously we as fans are going to be satisfied, but again, it's not quick enough for these folks. Go ahead, Dan. Well, it's funny you say to wait to binge. I literally did that this afternoon because I, I watched the first episode and then uh, didn't watch the others because ADD. Um, so three things occurred to me. Uh, the first thing is that this is right up Craig's alley. Literally everything that he – his show – his one-man show is based on watching television growing up. This is everything Craig has ever wanted in a TV show, and it's with Marvel characters. So I can only imagine what that feels like to him. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The second thing that occurred to me was um, – and it touches upon what you guys were just all talking about was, this, well, this is not – I don't understand what's going on. Every episode has a little bit more – hinting at a bigger picture. First episode had a passing veiled reference. Second episode had a more of a slower passing reference. Third episode had a less than veiled passing reference, more in your face like, oh, fuck. Um, And it's insane to me where I think this is going with the certain organization could be going, might be going. Mm -hmm. Sure, (laughs) that made sense. (laughs) <laughs> the third thing that occurred to me is how heartbreaking this is going to end. <laughs> because for all intents and purposes, Vision's fucking dead, dead, dead. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for Endgame fuckers. If you haven't seen that yet, I'm so sorry. It's been two years now. It's not my problem. Um, Vision's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And every time there's that little glitch, uh, no, uh, trying to keep it – as free of spoilers for Damien and, and, and Foxy as I can, each time – oh, you don't care, fine. Each time there's a glitch and, it, like, that person 
sword. It's sword. Okay. It's more than a passing reference. It's sword. The is the the big brother. Uh, well, I'm calling it big brother right now. Sword is who's watching over all of this, and one of them breaks through, and of course, Wanda. Like, excuse me, what are you doing here? And kicks her out of there. This is going to be so goddamn painful. <laughs> like, I'm not ready. I don't think I'm ready for the end because I watched him die already. And I know people had plot hole complaints about Vision and Wanda. I didn't care. I was invested. I didn't care that she magically lost her accent. Uh, I don't care to push the narrative that she's the more talented of all the Olsen sisters. I said it twice. She's the more talented of all the Olsons. Um, but it's it was heartbreaking. That scene where she's fighting off Thanos in the endgame and simultaneously – Trying to keep him, trying to you know keep him alive. Yeah, and or, uh, this is bad. <laughs> That's the thing. The underlying thing is watching this while I'm laughing and getting all of the um, references to the old sitcom. Is this mm. is bad? None of this is good. <laughs> None of this is going to end well. I, I mean, hopefully there's an. I, I kind of don't want a happy ending. Does that make sense? Because it kind of. Yeah, well, I'm. The, you know what I. You, Dan, that does surprise me since I've known you do like happy endings. But uh, well, I think that's not what I meant. This is, but WandaVision is just a a uh, extension, a gateway into the other Marvel movies. So yeah. even if it's not a happy ending, it'll just be an ending. Oh sure, sure. But what I'm saying is, yeah. is I I that moment is so finite and important in the uh-huh. movies mm-hmm. that that's why I'm saying I don't want this to completely stop that. If that makes sense, you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I know. Yeah, I do know. And for the fans that are, are listening, uh, S.W.O.R.D., uh, the uh, sentient weapon observation and response division, is where uh, Samuel L. Jackson was at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> he was on a uh, ship far over uh, Earth. Uh, that was the headquarters of S.W.O.R.D., uh, and that's what's on the back of the... Uh, I had the, the I had the reverse uh uh when you posted that picture I had the reverse reaction I was like <gasps> no shit <laughs> not like I can't believe you spoiled it for me because it is so insignificant in the yeah. first episode it's like whatever mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you guys slow your roll yeah calm the fuck down <laughs> this is gonna be really f- when has Kevin I, I could, uh, okay, uh, I didn't like the Hulk movie and Age of Ultron was terrible. Well, A, you're wrong. B, you're also wrong. But C, when has Kevin Feige, give me a moment where you, he's totally wronged you since 2008. Uh, there is none. Settle down. Yeah. Take this ride. Goodbye, Bob. All, this entire debate brings, is a, Perfect segue into literally the question that I asked via messenger. Beautiful segue. Professionals. Given how Marvel has done their movies, put out their movies, even so far as created the Netflix shows that they Mm -hmm. had, which were very, you know, detective-y, you had to think, but there was so much going on that it kept you in tune. Giving the fans something completely different in WandaVision, mm-hmm. 
Do you think Marvel set their own bar way too high? Yes. It's so much so that when they don't have an, and they have an episode of one of their first TV series on Disney and fans are outraged and nothing happens. Uh-huh. And even though they're, they're using one episode to set up uh, not only the entire series but another movie and phase four all together, that whole thing, yes, they've set the bar insanely high. And the problem with Marvel is they set the bar really high in 2008 through 2010, and they just kept exceeding it and exceeding it to the point where Marvel movies that we don't see as not so good or we just see as merely good compared to what DC does, they're great. They're Star Wars. They're Citizen Kane. Uh, that's how, how high the bar is set. We look at a film like Thor Dark Lord or Iron Man 3. They're great films, but if you rank them among all the other great Marvel movies, they're way the F down there. But if DC had done a, a, a Thor Dark World or had done an Iron Man 3, they'd, we'd be heaping praise on them. So, yes, they set the bar, on, I won't say impossibly high, but they set it uh, so high that they have to keep topping themselves, which they're fully capable of doing. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I was gonna say, I just want to say, as far as my thing about DC and Marvel is, I like both of the universes for. I don't want my DC, uh, the Mar. I don't want my DC like Marvel. Batman's not a fucking happy story. There's nothing happy about that. Zero. Okay. Be quiet. She's referencing Teen Titans Go, the movie where they put the thing and push him back into the alley and the parents die. Um, if you've not seen that movie. Chill out and watch that movie. It's very funny. It's very – that might uh, – uh, let me just say, and a little asterisk, that might be my favorite Stanley cameo. Oh, oh my hey, God, yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, speaking of, we have, we have to call out to the amazing throw pillow that, that Craig has on the couch. Come yes. on now. Yes. Uh, perfectly timed in this comment. That DC cameo is probably the best – I'd say the Mallrats one in Captain Marvel is the most emotional for me. Yeah. Uh, being a Kevin Smith uh, insane fan geek nerd, mm-hmm. and seeing like knowing how Kevin felt about that, I probably cried as much as he did because I'm also a bubbling fat so from Jersey. Um, but that Stanley cameo in Teen Titans Go was amazing. Anyway, back on track. Um, I want different things from both, so that's why I did like Batman vs Superman. Me too. I loved the well. I liked the Justice League. I, th- I have a feeling that I'm going to ignore it once the new one comes out. But that's neither here nor there. The new five hour cut that it's up to now. I think yeah, three hours. 
Four give it hours. to me in eight. I don't give a shit. Four now. Last yeah. I heard it was three, so we're up to four now? It's up to four. Yeah, and you can inject it directly into my veins. Anyway, um, but I like those for different reasons that I like the Marvel. It's a completely different ride. Uh, Which is good, though, because, like, you don't, you don't want all comic book movies to feel the same. Yes, this, you know, this fucking social media thing that's comparing the two was baffling from the start because they didn't think of it until somebody said, it's not as good as Marvel. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you coming at me, bro? It's not supposed to be. Let them be. DC is DC. Marvel is Marvel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Batman's going to mope. Iron Man's going to be cocky. You know, it's different. I understood the comparisons. Not in the sense of which one is better or not, but more so in the matter of, you know, putting shit out and, you know, quality quality and finding the right producers and the right actors and just pulling off an overall good movie, not necessarily, you know, comparing with DC with the Marvel way. Yes. However, yeah. in this in DC I feel gotten better because they finally stopped competing. Yeah. And they started doing their own thing. Well, with the exception of making Harley Deadpool, you know, uh, they they stopped competing with Marvel and just said, "Fuck it, we're going just to make DC films." Yeah. And it helped. It's actually helped because their product has gotten better. Because prior to that, I would also I would say, and I, I know I said it to Dan a couple of times too before we even started doing this. Is let's face facts: Marvel makes great live action movies, mm-hmm. shitty animated movies. DC makes amazing animated movies, shitty live action movies. <laughs> so, and DC also makes great TV. And TV, and yes. TV. Like yeah. they're, they're much better on the small screen stuff than Marvel is. Marvel does everything big. And they do, it works well. DC does everything better on a smaller scope, on a smaller screen. Mm-hmm. But now Marvel's in competition with themselves. Like hence I said, have they set the bar too high? Even so far as the way they release films, like you're saying. Yeah, even as far as right now, currently Black Widow getting pushed back and getting pushed back because they want it to have a theatrical release. Right. Admirable, very mm-hmm. admirable. Mm-hmm. But if DC can say we have a great Wonder Woman movie, we want everybody to see it. When we said we're still going to release it, what the fuck, Marvel? Like. Right. If you have such a great movie, then put it out. Yeah. You know, keep with your timetable. And that would have been Marvel on the ass box if Wonder Woman eighty four had been better received. If that had yeah. been if that had been as a big a a film as the first Wonder Woman, that would have been Marvel on the ass. Go ahead, Dan. I just want to include Matt in the conversation. The Matt just wanted to throw in, but Daredevil and Jessica Jones season one. Yes. Landmark TV. And thanks to Kevin Feige, who originally didn't want the Netflix shows to have anything to do with the movies, uh, Charlie Cox is going to be in Spider-Man 3. Oh, shit. As, uh, I just thought they were Punisher, too. The, yeah. Pun- the Punisher is uh, is coming back as well and keeping the same actor. <laughs> Perfect. Baron Paul comes on screen and says, cops, he doesn't like you. Yeah. Don't use don't use my symbol. Stop using my shit. Yeah. Don't you read? No, you don't read the comics. That's the problem. But um, I mean, but I, that was always been my dream. If they can incorporate the Netflix shows or or even just Netflix characters into the Marvel universe, I mean, Matt Murdock is going to be the attorney for Peter Parker because if you saw the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home, Spider-Man: Far From Home, 
uh, Peter Parker it might be a little bit illegal. Wasn't trouble. that always? I thought that was always the point. Or was I? I don't know. Was uh, it incorporate him? Uh, no. Um, oh, it, that's why they. Well, that's why you can never in in all the Netflix shows: Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, and Iron Man, uh, Iron Man, Iron Fist. There was never any mention of the. If anything, they just said the uh, the incident in New York. They can never. They never mention the Avengers. They never mention any of the Marvel characters by name. Even having Stan Lee's face on some of the um, in the background of uh, in in some scenes, uh, he wanted to keep them as far as much. That's why Agents of Shield couldn't. Uh, in after the first season, after the second season, rather, uh, were away from the movies altogether. But now that Kevin Feige is the head of everything of the movie and TV division, we're going to see more incorporation. Now, no, I just want to say about DC, and I'm unsure of the timeline, so uh, Mm. I'm sure Matt knows better. I mean that literally. He could correct me saying this. Maybe you can't correct. I think if the terrible fucking tragedy the Zack Snyder family went didn't happen, that he didn't Mm. have to go through that, I think there would have been. Because as far as I know, he was not at the same power level as Kevin Feige, but he was that guy in the DC Universe. And once he exited in the middle of Justice League, it was kind of like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, we know what happened to Justice League. Let's see what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Joss Whedon will finish it. <laughs> but, and also would be, you know, speaking of directors, uh, James Gunn uh, signed on to do Suicide Squad, um, after he got fired initially from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, but if if James Gunn can give the Suicide Squad the same kind of magic he gave Guardians of the Galaxy and make that a, uh, a linchpin or franchise movie going forward, then that would do a long would go a long way in helping DC regain some cred. And the Suicide Squad is another movie that's coming out on HBO. And, and it's looking good. Oh, it's yeah. Looking good. But especially when it's right that big. Yeah, I mean, uh, John Cena is already getting a spinoff show on the, for the character. What? And, <laughs> yeah. Are you, yeah, John Cena is getting a spinoff show. That's he's already getting he's getting a spinoff show for the character already. Is this where I say you can't see? Right. What's the point? And uh, yeah, yeah, that's not all. Thank you. But um, never get old. Oh, we And then you know, our middle son again, the, other than you know Godzilla, he loves sharks. He just wants to watch it for King Shark. Are you like King Shark's in it? He's like, I'm in it. He's like, I'm in. King Shark, I'm in. <laughs> so your sub heroes are Godzilla and a shark. Good job, Dame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could have been worse. Could have been a Genesis fan. Oh, look out. Uh, Actually, Ace just became a ghost fan, believe it or not. He just got into no, no, he misunderstood you. Danny said ghost, not Ghostbusters. Yeah, I love ghost. that. Are you kidding? Uh, okay. I have all their pots and I have the figures. Of, yeah, we're good. Okay. Speaking of our kids with Ghostbusters, though, I was trying to get a picture earlier this week. Our five-year-old. Oh, Dan, you'd love this one, too. Our five-year-old put his backpack on. Which is huge on it. And he has this, like... Little Einstein's wands that he put to the side, and it's got lights and everything on. And he, and I came home I'm like, "What are you doing, a Ghostbuster?" And I'm like, "So next time, I was, I've been trying to get a picture because yes. he and and I introduced him to the '80s Ray Parker song too one day. So he's teaching the ways, teaching the ways. <laughs> I will help you. 
to help you. So yeah, he he he's suddenly a Ghostbuster now. Yeah. I have someone to give all these toys to when I get too old. <laughs> I'm not I thought they were going to with you. I was just saying, I'm getting, I'm getting, they're getting burned in the ashes with me, man. They're not going anywhere. They're coming, they're coming with. They're coming with. I'm going to walk in. If there's an afterlight, I'm walking in. I'm walking in with the gas trap going, anybody want to get in? Crazy. Sorry. It's okay. So to uh, Marvel fans or any fans of WandaVision, uh, patience, prudence, uh, oh. the best is yet to come. It's so good. That last episode was so good. How can anybody look at that and go, I hated it. It's boring. What the fuck? When the fucking shit, when the thing happens and she's just like, what did you just say? Oh, in the midst of everything that's happening and this bitch <laughs> is like, wait, what happened to your, well, I can't, I won't reveal that, but I was like, Oh shit! She went there with it. Oh fuck! <laughs> okay. I'm in the Marvel series now. Like, I'm actually like really looking forward to this one. And I know we had touched upon it a, a while back when it was just a rumor, but now it's been confirmed that um, Oscar Isaac from Star Wars is Poe. Um, he even said he goes worst kept secret ever. <laughs> he's like he's like worst kept secret. He's actually going to be Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yes, and they also signed Ethan Hawke to uh, be the main villain in Moon Knight. Mm. So, so Ethan Hawke, do you one? know who he's playing? We do not know who he's playing. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've kind of equated at this point Moon, Moon Knight as almost as their Batman, as Marvel's Batman. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, he's been like that since the, the comic books that he was supposed to be Marvel's Batman. He gets his powers from the moon. He only comes out at uh, at night. Uh, he also curses what? Curse. Yes? Is it no, he's a witch. Comes out. Of- yeah, like the freaks, like Houdini talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they come out at night, uh, but and also during the day, he um he masquerades as a criminal uh to infiltrate the underground. But from what I understand from Feige, there's only going to be six episodes, uh, forty to forty-five minutes, and it's it's going to deal with mental health because with the Moon Knight comic series, and there's been three different versions of the Moon Knight comic series. Uh, and the latest one, which they're probably borrowing from, is that the main character suffers from mental illness. So all these Moon his characters, Moon Knight, superhero, and the other identities that he has uh, could be part of his mental uh, multiple personality disorder. So what? this all could be in his head. Can I bring? I don't know why. That just reminded me. What the hell happened to the Cloak and Dagger series that was on ABC Family? Uh, it's on Hulu, but that's it. They didn't. They, they, they did two seasons or never. something. Yeah, and never again. And same thing with Runaways, which I really like. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. All right, so getting into also really quick because you guys could probably like confirm this, not necessarily a debate, but inquiry between us. Like in terms of like Marvel pushing things back for mm-hmm. you know yeah. theater purposes or like that. Mm-hmm. There was a you know all this hype around. Um, excuse me. Do mutants and everything like that, and then yeah. like they kind of withdrew from it, and they weren't happy from it. Did they? Re- they did release New Mutants, didn't they? No. Yeah. Oh, they didn't I release. I told them. you. I thought they did. No, they 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 pushed it back. They did the pushback. They did the pushback. They sent a release date with another trailer. Manson came out with his cover for the soundtrack. They pushed it back. They pushed it back. Set a date. weren't happy with it. Now it's pushed back again. So it's in it's in the same floating debacle as Black Widow, right? Yeah, now. I I thought it was. 
Uh, you know what? Um, let me. I said corrected. It is available on Amazon Prime. It is. Okay. I was going to say yeah. it's out. It's on YouTube it is as out. well. Yeah, it is on. But this was the movie that. This is the epitome of a cursed movie because it was set to be released in uh, May of 2020. Originally from the fall of of of, November, of um, November of 2019, uh, then it was pushed back to November to May of 2020 for its big release. Because at that point the movie had been finished, was done two years ago. It was two years old. Because mm-hmm. Maisie Williams was, you know, that was, first, that was her first film after Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. That's yeah, it. And, that, oh, sorry. That's and then when the pandemic hit. It got pushed back again to the point where it had to go all the way to um to uh, to Amazon Prime. But yeah, that that's the movie that was cursed because of the most released dates that it never met. Wow. Five times it had a really had five different release dates and it never was released on any of them. That's theatrical. Yeah, that's, that's a record. That's unfortunate because they were going such a different route with it. Yeah, and it was being anticipated because it was so different. I was kind of stoked for it. Yeah. It like was the, the first, yeah, it was R-rated X-Men type film yeah. that was going to go, like you said, in a different direction and establish more characters in the mutant verse that could be incorporated into the Marvel universe. Go ahead, Dan. Two th- I'm sorry because one of these things is breaking, and I, I wanted. To, it's not a big deal, but it's something important to me that I want to mention live on the show. First point was, it is definitely out on full release. It's on Vudu. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It got released, and that's it. Yeah. It's over. So you can rent it or buy it like any other movie. It's on – I believe it's also on Blu-ray. Uh, second thing is just to go back to the Ghostbusters thing. I'm not obsessed with it at all. Um, that's something I was thinking about when I got delayed again. And it's been – it was filmed, what, a year and a half, two years ago now? That yeah. if this is successful enough and they do another sequel, they're already grown up. We don't have to wait. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, the third thing is uh, there's uh, primetime hockey on right now. No, 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 this is, and they just aired a commercial for the National Women's Hockey League that's going to be in two weeks on NBC Sportsnet. They're going to air the semifinal game and the Isabel Isabel Cup final, and I just wanted to mark this moment in time on how fucking monumental that is, Yeah. Uh, especially for the sport of hockey. You know, we've seen the WNBA, for better or for worse struggle but still maintain and run a fairly successful league and it is still sustaining right now with the help of the NBA. Unfortunately, the NHL is not helping in that way, but they are supportive and NBC has been airing those commercials all night and I just saw it for the first time. I just wanted to mark that occasion because that's another thing that's going to be uh, knocking on the sports doors uh, after this pandemic is this National Women's Hockey League who has sponsors coming out of the ass and little girls who have otherwise been pushed away because they weren't dudes to play hockey having their own things going now. Mm-hmm. And more hockey for me to watch. I'm <laughs> fucking excited. Sorry. Sorry, Craig. I just thought that was important. It is important. Don't be apologize. I want the XFL back. Right, uh, XFL 3.0 coming back. The Rock. Oh, that shit was good, man. XFL was good. I was in. I, I was in. I didn't hate it. So uh, the week the week they shut down, 
My best friend and I had tickets to go to the Guardians game. We had tickets to go, and they canceled. Pandemic. They thought a panic, but, like, we actually had – we're like, dude, we're so in. We're going, and it all got set down. Yep. So, hey, NWHL, we get a Philly team. That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, do we uh, – what was – do we have another uh, topic that I missed? I know Marvel – I mean, uh, WandaVision was one. Uh, did we have another? Well, pretty much what it was what talking? I was saying about, like, Marvel losing confidence in setting it or uh, confidence in its own product or setting mm-hmm. it too high. Uh, I don't think there is any way they could lose confidence in their product because uh, Marvel movies, I guess I referenced a date from 2008 to uh, 2019, uh, they were pretty much the tent pole. For uh, Universal and uh, Disney, they're, they're and now they're pushing like this. They're, they're hardcore, like pushing forward now on everything. Yeah, you know, like the the, the pictures for the Inhumans uh, toy line has started coming around and about. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's little talk, smatterings and talks of Black Panther. Okay, wait. And everything. I'm a little behind on some of the Marvel stuff. A little behind. Okay. Much. Okay. Mm-hmm. You said Inhumans. Yeah. yeah. Is the TV series. That's the one that's got um, Jon Snow and the other one. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I'm getting my shit confused here. There was okay. an Inhumans that came it's out. That's on ABC. Ignoring, they were yeah. ignoring that. Yeah, it that's was on. I got a little confused about. I'm like, wait, are we still talking about that? Didn't happen. That was six episodes on ABC, and it's gone. It's okay. gone. It was okay. And it wasn't terrible. It wasn't as bad as people said, but it was like, okay. Anyway, what's S.H.I.E.L.D. doing? Yeah. Wait, so now they have Jon Snow in it? Yeah. Well, it was like Ramsey, and now Jon Snow. Yeah, it's, uh, the two act, it's Jon and um, the other one, the, the other Stark that died, which rounds it out. Which, yeah, that narrows it down. Hold on a second. The one that was left in charge after that. Oh, Rob. Yeah, Rob. So they're both finished. Jon Snow and Rob are going to be okay. humans. So, Fox, were you a fan of the Inhumans, or did you want to see that? No, I, I was No, she was see Jon Snow. She was confused. I was confused. I'm like, wait, are we still talking about that one that was like, because uh, it was uh <laughs> yes, it was. Did you have a show that looked like a ni- 1990s straight to VHS Captain America release? It did look good. It, I'll yeah. say that. It didn't look great at all, but it, well, it, it you, was okay. You, you realize you what the comic book was and what, what and as far as what they had to work with as far as the budget, you can only do so much. I mean, even, yeah, if, yeah. even if they gave an Inhumans like an Avengers-type uh, budget, even that probably couldn't do as much as they could do with Medusa's hair, with Black Ball's voice, with Kardak uh, and the other powers. So it did, that was pretty much kind of doomed to fail. Like, even yeah, if they had like, got picked bring, up, I don't know where else they could go with it. Yeah, I mean, and plus also, like, you're bringing in a group that, like, is not one of the big not, – nothing against the fans of the Inhumans prior to, but, like – it's not one of the more notable Marvel teams, like an X Men, Fantastic Four, yeah, Avengers. You know, like you know, you know those. Like you have to be a deep rooted Marvel fan to go Inhumans. Oh, okay. Well, you think- like, even before Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, how many people other than Fantastic Four, X Men, Avengers knew about the Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, the same can be said for Logan Dagger. Yeah. This is why I questioned it. I mean, not a not. When, when comics hit their big boom again, when Iron mm. Man came out, you know, a lot of the great. major characters that we all knew did fall to the wayside, and the newer <laughs> fans don't know of them. 
just, you know. Let's just rewind to 2008 for a second, right? Batman, Batman, Batman and Robin came out in 97, and that was terrible. Mm-hmm. And that I, kind of, it, I like Batman and Robin. No, I okay. just want to strangle Chris O'Donnell, pretty much. That's Other than that, sure, fine. Okay. I, we, we, we fast forward to Batman Begins, and it's like, oh, okay. Shit, these are back now. And then Iron Man comes out, and you get right to the end of the movie, and then he's just like, nah, fuck it, I am Iron Man. And you're like, look where we were, and look how privileged, privileged that we are now, that we have all these choices, where before that, Batman and Robin kind of killed that shit. Well, I, I wouldn't put that on the Batman and Robin killing shit. I, I put that more so on the uh, Marvel uh, train getting it right because – and Foxy touched on it, um, the difference between those two, and I don't want to keep on putting out the difference between uh, those two uh, companies, but it's about storytelling because if you're going to start a Marvel franchise, you wouldn't start with Iron Man. Who has never been a comic? He was never a best-selling comic book ever. Okay, but this, the top three movies um, in the Marvel pantheon that were non-sequels, the, the highest money makers, were Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Guardians. And again, three not best-selling comic books. Those were not even in their heyday, even when comics were outselling books by the millions. Guardians, Captain Marvel, and Black Panther were never in the top 20 of most comic books sold. But the fact that those movies went nuts and it attracted new fans of people that never read a comic book in their life but now swear by Black Panther and Guardians is their favorite thing. They have I Am Groot shirts on. It's storytelling. Okay, You've got all these source material and you don't mind it. I still can't believe that the most famous superhero of all time doesn't even have a movie coming out and anytime soon. There's no Superman movie. There's more comic book movies now than there's ever been in my or anyone else's lifetime, yet there's not one Superman movie anywhere near the pike. And they Actually, have... we just introduced the kids this past weekend to the Spawn movie. Yeah. Which Jake loved it because Jake mm-hmm. loves Spawn. Go figure. Mm-hmm. But they loved it. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's storytelling. You've got source material. Even though they're they, – they, Defer so far from the source material, from the comics to the movies, and like a geek, I'll watch it and go, "Well, that didn't happen in the comics. Well, that didn't happen in the comics." But I'm still there because of the story, the way they, they the way they make it work. And if you can make it work like that for a non-comic book fan, you can make that work with anybody. Well, it's kind of like what I had said about like the first Wolverine movie. I'm a big, mm-hmm. you know. I'm Kid, since a kid, Wolverine fan. Love Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, who like Wolverine as a kid? He's a badass character, you know? Yeah. And he has flaws. And so when we saw, like, Wolverine, we're like, all right, separating the fanboy mm-hmm. from a movie watcher. Fanboy was like, this is not Wolverine. I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> He's way too tall. But as a yeah. movie watcher, we were like, all right, this is actually a pretty good movie if you just watch it as a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like you're saying, like sometimes it's it's it's, it's a good enough story, and yeah. taking away the fact it's like okay, it's not this thing, it's just a good story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, because I've gone to these superhero movies with people that were not fans at all, and they came away loving it. I took my then girlfriend to a Deadpool movie, and she's all Deadpool. She dumped me a long time ago, but she's full on Deadpool everything. Okay, that's thanks to me. 
and that's thanks to storytelling because you're taking someone who doesn't know anything about what you're – and you're showing them this, and they'll get it. But the the bad news with DC, people know Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman already. They're ingrained in our childhood. But then you show them a movie that's like, what the hell is this? And then you'll lose them. Yeah, and I, and I think of like like those are like those are literally household names like ingrained yeah. in your childhood. Like you yeah. know, you don't have to pick up a, a a comic book to know everything about Batman. You don't have to pick up a comic book to know everything about Superman. It's like it's just it's a part of Americana, so to speak. You know, everybody knows everything about Spider Man and all this. Like everybody knows these things. Yeah. But to take an obscure character like you're saying and turn it into something that's a much bigger feat. Yeah. You like like yeah. No, it's just funny how you said, you know, because we all know Batman. It's like, yeah, yeah, we do. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) I made the comment the other day, right? Um, Not the other day. When when was that last uh, The Little Women uh, movie that came out? The last version of uh, Little Women that came out? Oh, like around, like. November, yeah, it was just last year, and I made really another one. And Kelly looks at me, he goes, "How many fucking Batman's do you need?" I said, "Okay, fair point. I'll shut the fuck up." Got me there. Well, what what the part that made me laugh though with the Batman and with the Superman, but more so Batman because I flashed back because I used to work at a comic book store when the big uh, movie booms started. So, of course, everyone would come in. They wanted to read more of said character. And I just remember someone coming in, you know, not new to Batman, but, hey, I, I want to read more Batman comics. And it's uh-huh. like, good luck with that, honey. What do you mean? Do you want detective comics? Do you want Batman? Do you want Court of Vowels? Do you want this one? Do you want this one? Do you yeah, Which I one is more yeah. towards the movie? I'm like, <laughs> That's a good one. Like she she had started collecting on her own too, and I think you were doing Spider Man for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I can't keep up with Spider Man. Yeah, because at that point there was there was okay. Oh god. Web of Spider Man. No, different titles. Yeah. During the boom, there were four Spider Man titles. Uh huh. All four separate ones, leading up to Brand New Day. Right. Which is when he someone died. Yeah, well, and May, and he made a deal with Mephisto. He made a deal with Mephisto for one more day. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, it kind of rebooted the series. Fucking nerd. So then there was only one Spider-Man series after that to follow. I'm like, cool, I can follow one Spider-Man series. Barely, barely five to six issues later, I started spawning off again. I'm like, I can't do this, man. Yeah, they lost me in Superior Spider-Man. It was like, and I made the mistake too. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna start getting back into Batman. I always love that one. Getting back, and then he's like, yeah, you know, I did the same thing. I did the same thing, and I looked at these. I was like, fuck it, (laughs) never mind. I had to keep track for me of the Batman. Nope, and I gave her. Yeah. You know what's easy to keep track of? The Ghostbusters IDW comics. Thank you. I'm bringing it back. Like like I was saying, like I'm getting ready. Get ready to get back into Cyberforce. It's only like eight traits. Awesome. <laughs> With like three reboots, it's all good. I went, I went straight up balls to the wall, and I started just getting 
everything. Mm-hmm. So the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to get into omnibuses. So, like, when it mm-hmm. came to me wanting to do Punisher, I got, like, the big-ass Garth Enos Bible. That that's, we can't like, put on a shelf. We have to put it on the bottom because we put it on shelves, yeah. and it warped every shelf it sat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm just. Okay. By the way, this issue of Ghostbusters crossing over, it doesn't just cross over the two main universes that exist. It crosses over – it's a it's basically Ghostbusters multiverse. So you got the extreme Ghostbusters, you got the real Ghostbusters universe, you got the movie universe, you got the newer movie universe, and then the comic book universe all merging into one. And it was an excellent series. If anybody hasn't read this, crossing over at your local bookshop or on Kindle right now. I gave up. Okay, for those not familiar, really up. quick, for those not familiar. Oh, the Sigarthinus Punisher with, run. With the uh, Fantastic run, by the way. Read it. If you like Punisher Warzone, yeah. this definitely yeah. followed. When did, that, when did that come out? Uh, Ooh, so was a publication on this. There's a publication. Hold on. 1948. Uh, we need 52 Batmans. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> This was 2000s, and then reprinted in 2008. So copyright between 2000 and 2004. Okay. But for those of you just to kind of get the gist of what we're talking about, this is the Punisher omnibus right here. Yeah. Holy shit. Call it the Bible. It, yeah, I probably. probably yeah. About, I, what would you say about this? This is good. But 20, 25 pounds. Maybe. Yeah, this yeah. this sucker is heavy. This is not me flexing. This is the weight of the book. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, see, I have all those individual issues. You have the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I have all the individual yeah, this, issues this, of that. This, yeah. this is the yeah. this is the book. Like you, you know, someone tries to rob your house. This is the one you smack yeah. them over the face. <laughs> Craig actually has the. Oh, that reminds me. I have to show you that other thing, Damien. Craig actually has a secret vault underneath his apartment, uh, his condo. That's a, a hermetically sealed and air conditioned at a cool 68 degrees. Yes. Open it. All the comic books. Yeah, are all the comic books are in there. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar Rob, my partner on comic book gurus, um, his house is burglary proof because he's ever had over 10,000 comics in his basement. So uh, nobody can one. get in. Yeah. And and again, if you want, if you broke in, there is absolutely nothing to steal. I mean, if you want to have a 10,000 comic books to uh, to make off with. Sure, why not? <laughs> but um, yes, so it Marvel has set the bar impossibly high. Not impossibly high, but um, only they can can top it. They, and that's the thing. It, it's just it's just putting a lot of pressure on yourself. It's like Jesus, how do I keep up with myself now? Yes. Yeah. You're keeping you know, up with the charges. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like literally again. It's just like you know now. It's like. Like the, the the you know we used to think we were angry fanboys in the nineties or whatever <laughs> Wizard magazine and everything like that. Boy, this is a whole other level now. Like what you've done everything. You see how spoiled we are, Dame, because when we had no superhero movies to look forward to year after year, there was X, there was Blade, and then another two years, and then there was X Men, and another four years, and there was Spider Man, Tobey Maguire. I mean, we have to think those are like so good. But also, yeah. and it goes even further back. Because like, we're you know, grateful, you know. And then, like, to go even further back, mm-hmm. you know. And occasionally, we do integrate wrestling into this when it relates to the topic. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, going back to the '80s. Yeah. Waiting that once a month, that mm-hmm. one night a month, that one night a month on Saturday, where they had Saturday night's main event, which basically set up the storylines. Yeah. That you. We saw it during the shows during the week. And by the record, there wasn't that a lot of stories. It was just the shows on the weekends. Yes. That was it. 
Saturday morning. Thursday afternoon, and that was Saturday it. Saturday morning, and then it was one on mid, at midnight uh, uh, when I used to watch it on Channel 9. Yeah. But, then, again, like, it was like, and if, God forbid, if you fell asleep before Saturday afternoon event, because you missed it. You're yeah, like, there was no reruns. Yeah, no reruns. That was it. YouTube. There was no reruns. There was no YouTube. There was no DVR. There was just none of it. We had yeah. VCRs. So we still were trying to figure out how to set the damn things. Yes. So to set the clock. I but was like, telling I, I I was telling Dan not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, but after uh, the the main event, the first time they did a prime time, when uh, Andre uh, Ken Hogan was a double referee, then he gave the belt to Ted DiBiase. They were in Philly that weekend at the Spectrum, and they introduced Ted DiBiase with the belt. And their fans there, there were thousands. It was sold out, nineteen thousand, but a couple thousand didn't see it and didn't know. Dead, what had happened. So when they saw Ted DiBiase with the belt, it was a tag, it was Andre and Ted versus Hogan and, and Bam Bam Bigelow, the place went nuts because, again, there was no internet, no dirt sheets, no reruns. People were finding out for the first time yeah. that Andre had beaten Hulk Hogan and gave the belt to Ted DiBiase, and they went, they were not happy. Saturday night's like, again, but it was like these long buildups. Yeah, and like that, you had to wait, and you know, and it was also the the beauty of not having internet. Like people didn't know until recently that the Rockers were actually tag team champions for a hot minute. Yeah, right. in, in a movie, in a in a that never aired. On yeah, it. And, and, never aired. And the same thing with the Rougeos. they won a title in their home crowd in Toronto because it happened there. Um, it never, it was never recognized in America. I've been ignoring GM, I've been ignoring GM Spectre the entire I've been ignoring him but I haven't been able to read um, his text because our conversation goes so long so I do want to add GM Spectre into this how about the back issues of wrestling mags or getting used to VHS tapes from the video store like I used to see some stuff for the WF because I was a WCW guy like two months after it happened because that's when Blockbuster would finally get them on the damn shelves uh, material. Uh, the internet is the best and worst thing that happened to wrestling. That's from GM Specter. Yes. Uh, that is the best explanation, exclamation, exclamation of wrestling and the internet ever. It is both the best and, and worst thing that has ever happened to wrestling. So yeah. much. Like, again, not cheap plug, but I cover that. It's your so show. Much. It's not a cheap plug. No, but, but like, the internet had such an influence on everything in such a negative way. There were positives to it, but such a negative way. I miss yeah. life without the internet. I have to get the internet because I started dating Canadian. I'm going to break... How, what a lousy reason. I want to break in real real quick for Damien. I want to break in real quick because this is really heavy. Uh, this is what I was talking about. I have to back up a bit. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, this man. is... Matt, Matt in the chat, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right in the chat got this for me. Came with that book. That is the temple tour of the Gozer Temple. And you can, and as you can see in detail that you really don't see in the movie, there's Duel, there's uh, Vince, Evo Shandor, it's all there. Great wow. detail. And uh, again, if anybody ever comes into this house, uh, they're getting met with this. Right across the head. Right across the goddamn face. And you know what's good about that is it won't break, but their face will. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Yeah. Again, the, the references, you guys are going to love this. The reference okay. material. We can go through nostalgia, too. So I needed reference material and dates and shit. Uh -huh. My brother's in order, but in a great way. So uh -huh. I 
told him the other day. I'm like, do you remember Wow Magazine? Like yes. Was? Yes. I had them all. I gave them to a... No. We have them all, apparently. Yeah. And also in the, in the pile. In the pile. Just yeah. to show, you know, they were on the rise at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ECW magazine. Yep. Yeah. These were like the most informative things to come about before the internet because this had like everything. Yeah. Uh, I my uh, mom uh, threatened to disown me, and uh, because of the amount of after magazines I had, I that's had right. After magazine. Well, among other things, <laughs> I had every after magazine from 1975 through 1994, and so and it came out every month. Yeah. And that was my Bible. And the thing was, uh, the the news was three or, or four or five weeks late. So whatever <laughs> happened, um, I didn't find out till it was four or five weeks later. So I was celebrating Dusty Rhodes' first NWA championship ever, cutting out the pictures and po- and pasting them on my bedroom wall. Coming to find out that was that when I found out in September he had, I'm sorry, in October that he won it in in uh, August. I was um, kind of exactly. Down. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, that's the downside to this whole instant gratification thing that we're kind of, you know, we're coming full circle on it and everything like that. And going back to the show, it's like, you know, that instant gratification is where's the enjoyment? It's it's like as kids looking forward to Christmas, and then Christmas comes, and you open all the presents, and it's like. It's literally about the, the, it, it, the proverb. It's about the journey, not the destination. And nobody's enjoying the journey anymore. Everybody just wants to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote uh, Mick Foley from his book, uh, Foley is Good. He said the worst thing that happened to him was when The Wizard of Oz came out on VHS because it came on once a year, every year, when we were growing up. But the minute they put it on VHS, it took away all the specialness. Now you well, can watch like it whatever you want. I, I own it on DVD, and I know people that break the rule or whatever. I don't. I do 24 hours of a Christmas story when 24 hours of a Christmas story airs. Yep. After it's done and over, it's mm-hmm. vaulted till next Christmas Eve. Yep. Is that guy directed Porky's? Yeah. I, I inherited that trait from my, from my dad. Um, my dad's favorite film was The Magnificent Seven. And from the time I was a, a kid, he would always get really excited about it when it came on the late movie. It was Magnificent Seven on, Magnificent Seven on. So uh, when I finally had my own uh, job and everything, I got him the Magnificent Seven for Christmas on VHS. Um, months later, I, I call my mom every night at 11 o'clock, and then my dad gets on the phone. My dad never gets on the phone. I'm like, you know, <laughs> good, good. tell him I said hi. Oh, he's doing. And he gets on the phone and goes, Sonny, guess what's coming on the late movie? I said, what, Pop? Magnificent Seven. I said, Pop, you know you own that movie. Long pause. Yeah, but it's coming on tonight. And, <laughs> yeah, and he'd still act like, you know, he, he'd go to the bathroom during the commercials and run back and never saw it. And when he passed, um, we were going through his, uh, his things, and there it was, still in the original cellophane, the VHS copy of Magnificent Seven. <laughs> never touched it. Never touched it because he had to experience it when it came on TV organically. It's that that anticipation. Yeah. Ah, fuck it. I watch Ghostbusters fifty times a year. I don't care. No. No. <laughs> and then what, the thing is, the problem for me is once I watch the first one, I watch the rest of them. So that's about eight hours a day. Just time well spent. 
You should be getting paid to watch it at that point. Uh, you know what? The things I do for Genesis and Ghostbusters, I should be getting paid, but I don't know this. Anything you do for – I've always said this. Yeah, boy. Anything you do in a day that takes more than five to six hours, you should be paid. Uh, well, boy, do I have bad news for you, Damien. Yeah. 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 Bad news. You are not the father. Yeah. That's bad news. <laughs> um, what else did we miss? What? Did we get everything? I think we we, we we got that one thing that Foxy came up with about half hour before the show. We did another hour about it. So, hot damn. Okay, now well, we can get to the real meat of the uh, the uh, the podcast, and that, of course, it's Foxy's boobs. So, the best, <laughs> the best part of the podcast right there. They are, and they're real, and they're spectacular, okay? Just like I signed up. And I was talking to, I was talking to Dan. Um, yeah, yours are okay, Foxy. Hey, uh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I wanted to point out, depending on when this uh, we're we're recording this on the uh, week of um, January 27th. Uh, so for all fans of Foxy Fox, I'm talking to you, Danny. Uh, this is your last week uh, for free content on her soon-to-be upcoming book. Tell me who I'm supposed to be, because uh, after this, gonna start paying for it. You ain't giving it out for free like any good pusher. The first one's free, get your little taste, and after that, you got to pay through the nose to get all the good stuff. And trust me, this woman's got lots of good stuff to hear the journey of Foxy Fox and her uh, career in wrestling. Uh, referee, valet, wrestler itself. Uh, I can't wait for the chapter on the broken toe, sidecar, pinky toe story. Uh, that's a page turner. Um, but all that is on Patreon.com, and I'll turn it over. As we say our goodbyes to the aforementioned Foxy Fox, where can people find you and your goods? <laughs> it is really surreal hearing the title being said by you. Like, oh my god! Like you made it real. <laughs> it, wait till you, wait till it's out. And when I'm on my own platform and I have to plug the shit out of it and have you on as a guest, you're going to hearing it a lot. Okay, so. How is she going to be a guest on your show before? That's it, I quit. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, yes, um, right now there's a bunch of free content on patreon.com slash foxyfoxy. Uh, after this week, there will no longer be paid uh, free content. Uh, you would have to become a monthly member of my little community at either $1 a month, $3 a month, $6 a month, or $13 a month to access any and all content. Um, all money goes towards the editor for when my first draft is complete, which is, is almost complete. Um Yes, patreon.com slash foxyfoxy. However, if you are not interested in a monthly subscription type of service, you can always head on over to vivafoxyfoxy.threadless.com, buy some merch, buttons, magnets, T-shirts, what have you, of my social media catchphrases, and consider it a one-time donation type of thing, or multi-time donation if you decide to get more than one item. You can also find me at Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's V I V A F O X Y F O X X Y. 
Buddy! Hi, you can find me, uh, dvargus802 on Instagram, dvargus802 on YouTube, uh, Facebook page. Uh, I've actually kind of started re- getting it going again, so it's Damien Dragon Entertainment on Facebook, as well as our Nerd Herders Rebooted page. In addition, if you like what we do, if you love us, and you like to have a, p- us a part of our daily, of your daily life, at the moment we currently have a Red Bubble Shop. That's right, we have a Nerd Herders Rebooted Red Bubble Shop with our amazing Memoji uh, that we have all over splattered our, on our Facebook. We've got shirts, hat, um, yeah, shirts, hats, skateboards, all sorts of amazing things, bathrobes, you name it, we got it, it's on there. Go check it out. Merchandising. 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 Real money for the podcast is made. Yes, sundries, goods and services. <clears throat> hey, Dan. What? Dan. What? Uh, why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you, Dan? Uh, I, Dan Lighty 3. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dan, all I'm saying is when... Shut up, Craig. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> when the world is back to normal and I'm allowed to even be in my own studio and have guests, of course, you're all going to be invited. You're all going to be listen, part of that no listen, matter when. I, my brain would melt. My brain would start melting the day I'm on WMMR, but my brain would totally melt down if also Foxy was on WMMR and Damian Dragon and all of us. Like, the day we finally get to do this, we're going to have to have somebody, like, literally do, like, one of those documentary things where it's like, they're they're finally coming together. Like, true life. Yeah, Yeah. like, it's one of those things, like, you know, the lead up. You know, everybody's got a camera on them going to it. It's like, man, I'm getting ready to go do this. And then we finally show up, and it's like, hey, we've got to make it a thing. It's got to be made a thing. I think I might know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can know a guy, too. But anyway, all, all social media platforms, Dan Lighty 3, please. Thank you. And uh, you can follow me, uh, find me, Craig Legans, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, at Craig Legans, C-R-A-I-G. L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S, and I'm plugging the hell out of only one of our members here because of her massive undertaking in sharing her life with all of us. So if I keep mentioning, uh, tell me who I'm supposed to be over and over and over and over again, it's because of the immense pride that we all have in our very own Foxy Foxy and what she's doing. And so she will be a guest when the book is finished, when the book is available to all to any and all, not just subscribers, but just the fans in general. So when that happens, she will gladly, proudly be a guest on uh, on mine and many other programs. Okay, but that's why we're we were doing this now. Uh, in the meantime, um, since I've built her up so much and built all of us up so much, I need to say one thing uh, before I go, and this is with all sincerity. Dan, can you hear me? Yeah. You're my nerd herd. You're my nerd herd. That was sexy. Thank you. Making it. Dan? Can you hear me? Yeah. Do you hear yourself? Are you lactating? Is that why you do that? Uh, Dan Dan hit that bass, man. (laughs) Yeah, he hit that very wide voice. I have uh, flashes of brilliance, yes. That was one of them. Uh, But uh, you're my nerd herder, in case you didn't know. Craig, in case you didn't know, and I and I just texted it, 
and broadcast it over social media. You are my neck hurt. <sighs> ah, give me all the feels. Um, I yeah, I guess that's it, everyone. Um, oh wait a minute, jeez, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting someone, a very special lady in all of our lives. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey, Amber, you're my nerd dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. Boxy Veronica Vargas, you, my dear, are my nerd herder. And you're my nerd herder. <laughs> uh, this is way too cute for words here. Uh, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get us out of here. Um, this is our January show. We come at you once a month, the last Wednesday of every month. So we will see you on the last Wednesday of February because it will be that time of the month, and you know what I'm talking about. So you will need to come back and see us, hear us, listen to us, tell us what you think, give us our feedback. Uh, we've given you enough um, information as to how to get in touch with us, and because uh, we'd love to hear from you. Because without you guys, we wouldn't do the show. <laughs> That's not true. We still do the show, but it wouldn't be as much fun. Okay, so for Foxy Foxy, Damian Vargas, Dan Colachico. My name is Craig Lagans. This is for Nerders, and we'll see you next month. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the travel and sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calchico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.